The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurological Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. Answers Live is an interactive talk show bringing your local medical experts in their field to you to answer your questions about varied topics each week. Our call-in number today is 973-267-9687 or WMTR. Answers Live is brought to you each week by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. ANS, located at 310 Madison Avenue, Morristown, New Jersey. We can be reached at 973-285-7800, with seven other offices located throughout New Jersey. Visit us online at ansdocs.com. I'm your host, Tom Wood. Today's topic is the flu, and we are going to take an intense look at the flu. I thought it would be a great topic today, since every year during flu season, so many people are affected, and the severity of the flu is so diverse. I personally get confused about getting the flu shot every year and usually don't end up getting it. Every sniffle, every sore throat I get, I think, oh my God, am I getting the flu? How do I know if I have it? How do I, know, how do I prevent it? Is there a way to prevent it? So today, I brought in two incredible local physicians to answer these questions as many others. Dr. Vanessa Trespalosos and Silvia Pinel Villalobos of Premier Primary Care, located at 83 Hanover Road, Florham Park, New Jersey. You can reach them at 973-377-4100. A little bit of background on them. Dr. Trespolosios completed her undergraduate degree in South Florida before completing medical school at La Universidad Central del Este. How did that sound? Pretty good? <laughs> in the Dominican Republic. She completed her residency at Morristown Medical Center and is board certified in internal medicine. Dr. Silvia Penel Villalobos completed her medical degree at New York College of Osteopathic Medicine in New York, completed her residency at the Morristown Medical Center, and is board certified in internal medicine. Okay, let's get started. We have a lot to cover today. Welcome, doctors. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we get started, tell us a little bit briefly about your practice. Well, uh, Dr. Pinnell and myself, Dr. Trace Palacios, uh, both uh, did residency at Morristown Medical Center. That's where we first met, and we worked as hospitalists there for a little over five years um, before we decided that we really wanted to be in the outpatient setting and helping to prevent patients from ending up in the hospital. Um, so we decided to open up our primary care practice, and that's what we did a little over a year ago in Florham Park. Great. Okay, so you're local to us on 83 Hanover Road. Again, I'll give you that number. It's 973-377-4100. Okay, a lot of questions. Let's try to get through this today. What is the flu? I know it's short for influenza virus. Is that correct? And what is the difference between a cold and a flu? Okay, so the uh, flu is actually is the influenza virus, like you said, and there are many differences between the cold and the flu. For instance, when you um, for the cold, the symptoms of onset are usually very gradual, whereas with the influenza, it's very abrupt. The, for the cold, you very rarely get a fever. However, with the influenza, you it's usual that you will get a fever, and the fever can last anywhere from three to four days. 
Um, with the cold, you may get some uh, slight aches. With the influenza, you the aches are very usual I and mean, very common. Uh, you can also get um, chills with the influenza, whereas with the cold, they're very uncommon. You with the influenza, the you can get a lot of fatigue and weakness, whereas the cold, you uh, usually do not. Um, <clears throat> you can also uh, get a headache with the influenza, and with the cold, it's very rare. In and in terms of uh, chest discomfort and cough, um, with the cold, it can be very mild to moderate, but whereas with the influenza, it can be very common and sometimes very severe. So, so what it seems to me is um, they're very similar, but there's pretty dramatic differences. So if I get a cold, it's going to come on gradual. Correct. I probably won't get that fever. So as I panic every time I get a sore throat or a sniffle, if I don't have a headache, I don't have a fever, I can probably bank on it's probably some type of cold. That's correct. And you, uh, chances are you probably just have a viral infection and uh Taking care of it at home would be sufficient. Okay. However, if you have any of the symptoms that we that I've talked about concerning the influenza, then that's uh, a cue for you to get into your doctor's office immediately. Okay, great. I think, uh, Tom, one of the take-home points is that typically when, when you have the flu, you'll know it. Uh, oftentimes we hear patients say that they felt like they've gotten hit by a truck. Um, and it happened from one day to the next where they were doing well and at work without any kind of complaints one day. And the next morning, they just couldn't get up. The muscle aches are very common. That is one of the biggest complaints that patients have. And they typically have a very high fever. So a very sniffle and sore throat that you get is not necessarily the flu. It's more likely the common cold and will go away on its own. So, so if I start getting this, oh, my God, what happened? I feel like I'm hit by a truck. Then I, I have to start to worry. That's yes. the time to call your doctor. Absolutely. Okay. Um, a little bit, we'll go into treatment, but curious for me is how is it spread? Well, the, the um, flu is a virus, um, just like the cold is, and they are both spread in the same manner. But the flu can cause much more disease than, than your typical cold virus. So how does the flu spread? Um, it's spread by droplets. So every time that you speak that you cough, that you sneeze, that you sneeze into your hand and then shake somebody's hand mm. or touch a doorknob that um, someone with the flu virus has just recently touched. So it's spread very easily. Um, the droplets can land in your mouth or in your nose when somebody is in the same room with you, and it can land um, in these areas up to six feet away. So oh that's the concern with the flu, that it is so easily spread. Um most importantly, most healthy adults can infect others beginning one day before symptoms even develop and up to five or seven days after becoming sick. Wow. So I can have the flu right now, not feel it, but I'm giving it to everyone. Exactly. Oh, mm -hmm. boy. That's kind of scary. Mm -hmm. It is. Oh, my God. Okay. We actually have a call in. Uh, we have Erin from Berkeley Heights. Uh, hello, Erin. You're on with the doctors. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just had a question. I was wondering, I had my flu shot early on, and I was, kind of, I was wondering if it's going to protect me throughout the whole flu season. Sure. Okay, so your question is, you had the flu shot early on, and will that protect you the entire flu season? Yes, it will. Um, the recommendation uh, from the Center for Disease Control is that uh, you can start getting the flu vaccine as early as September. And even now, while, while we're in the midst of flu season, um, people should still get the flu, uh, the, excuse me, the influenza vaccine. Okay. So, yes, you still are protected. So you're protected. That's good to know. 
Anything else, Aaron? Oh, no, that's it. Thank you. Great. Thanks so much. Okay. All right, let's get back to that question. We're, we're basically on how was the flu spread, and I have a quick question for you. Um, I'm an antibacterial lotion nut, um, and as I'm sitting here reading about viruses and listening to you talk, um, does, does it work? It's antibacterial. Does it kill the virus if it's on my hand? Because I see everyone squirting away. <laughs> These are actually very good at helping to kill the flu virus and other viruses as well. Um, so, yes, the antibacterial um, lotions actually have some alcohol in it, which is what's going to kill the flu virus. Um, but mainly, you know, it, it's all the other good etiquette that we have. If you are sneezing, um, cover your, your mouth and your nose when you do sneeze. And one of the things that actually Dr. Pinnell was the one that um, told me about this, she, likes, she sneezes into her elbow. So, you know, the, the crease of your elbow, because that way it's not on your hands. Um, if you have a tissue and you use that tissue when you blow your nose, throw it away. Don't stick it back in your pocket. Right. Um, wash your hands uh, after you've been sneezing or if you've been coughing. And, you know, most importantly, if you are sick and you think that you might have the flu, stay home. Don't go to work. Don't go to school. Don't send your kids to school. And definitely don't um, proceed with any kind of social events or gatherings, which is where you're going to be exposing many others to these um same viruses. Okay, so it's back to kind of what mom told us. Exactly. <laughs> wash, wash your hands. Wash your and, hands. And good etiquette. Okay, uh, down to a question that's actually very interesting for me. Um, should I get the flu vaccine? Uh, again, every year I toy back and forth. Uh, I have never, I had the flu once years and years ago. I had the flu vaccine years and years ago. And after I got the vaccine, I got sick. So, of course, now I'm, I'm set, set on I'm going to get the uh, flu every time I get that vaccine. And I hear a lot of people in my office and just in my family uh, talking about that. So can you clear that up for us? Should we get the flu vaccine and can you get the flu from it? Absolutely not. And this is a very common question that we get in the office. I don't want to get the flu vaccine because last year I got the flu vaccine and then I got the flu. That is not possible. The flu vaccine is actually made with what we call a killed virus or a dead virus. So um, the way that your body makes, uh, protects you when you get the flu vaccine is by recognizing this dead virus and creating the antibodies that you need to protect you against them. But you're not actually getting the actual flu, live flu virus injected into you. So it's not possible to get the flu from the flu vaccine. That being said, Many people will have um, a flu-like syndrome or viral-like syndrome for the next 24 to 48 hours where they might feel a little achy, maybe have a low-grade fever, don't feel so hot, don't really want to go to work, don't want to do much the next couple of days. But you shouldn't feel that that entire flu got hit like by a truck kind of right. syndrome. So what yeah. is that that feeling? I guess maybe that's what I felt. And what causes that? Is that my body that now is. seeing this foreign body and attacking yes. it? And actually what the, the symptoms that you feel is actually your own immune system uh, reacting to the flu vaccine and working very hard to try to make the antibodies okay. against the flu. So, yes, you may have uh, people may think they're getting the flu, but there is, it is not. It's actually your own body responding to the vaccine. 
Okay. So that does clear it up for me, and I, I do feel a little better. But I guess what I was feeling was my body actually working. Correct. Um, and because of that, I have not given it the flu vaccine since. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll be getting the flu vaccine. I'll be coming to see you very soon. Um, <laughs> yes, come. We still have lots. And actually, there's a couple of uh, other offices that we've heard of that have run out of the vaccine. So do get it while they're still available because there is a limited quantity. Okay, great. So you hear that. If you need the flu flu vaccine, call them. Um, okay. Now, how effective is the vaccine? Uh, I hear different things. I, I want to go into how they make the vaccine, but um, how effective is it? Is there a percentage? Um, can you still get the flu if I have the vaccine? Yes, um, the vaccine is very effective. It is up to uh, 60% effective. And because they're, um, the CDC chooses uh, the type of viruses that they're going to um, put into the vaccine, not all the viruses that cause influenza are in the vaccine. Um, <clears throat> that being said, however, getting the flu vaccine is still your best um, defense against getting the influenza. So can you still get the flu with after you get the flu vaccine? Yes, you can. Primarily, and that can happen for several reasons. Number one, if you have been exposed to the flu virus um, and get the influenza vaccine, your body may not have already built up the immunities or the antibodies. It takes about the body. It takes about two weeks for your body to be able to build the complete uh, immu immunities towards the influenza. Oh, okay. So that's very interesting. Mm. So two weeks after I get the flu vaccine, till I'm actually protected. Until you're mm. actually protected. So I get a flu vaccine and sit in my room for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have another caller on the line. This is Beth from Chester. Hi, Beth. You're on with the doctors. Hello, doctors. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? Very good. My question concerns the uh, antibacterial hair hand lotion. Now, will that kill the flu virus? Uh, yes. The well, the antibacterial hand lotions. Um, what they have that kills the bacteria is alcohol, and that will also uh, kill the viruses. So you recommend using that antibacterial lotion? Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Have a great day. Did you get your flu shot? Yes, I did. I just want to be extra safe. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Very good. Okay, see, there we go. Um, yeah, definitely. So everyone, use that antibacterial and use mom's etiquette, um, you know, and sneeze into your elbow, um, which is... <laughs> you like that one, <laughs> like didn't Dr. you, Dr. Villalobos does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, back to it. We were de basically discussing how effective vaccine was. It's about 60% effective. Um, how do they know... My question is, how do they know what viruses to put in into the um, vaccine each year? I mean, like, to me, it's winter, it's cold, you wouldn't think things would, would breed and grow, and it's kind of like I heard opposite. It's actually when it's the south getting the virus, they see what happens down there. Is that kind of how it works? That's exactly how it works, actually. Um, so, typically, the CDC takes the um, uh, viruses that caused the most disease in the preceding years and included that into this the current year's um, flu vaccine. Um, it does start in the warmer climates earlier on in the season, and by the time it gets up here, we already know what's going on. However, at that point, it's already too late for the vaccine because the vaccine has already been created. So this year's um, viruses don't necessarily play a role in the current vaccine 
composition. The vaccine composition really, like I said, comes from the preceding year's uh, viruses. For example, we have since 2009's epidemic with the swine flu, H1N1 has been included in each year's vaccination process. So this year's vaccine does include the H1N1 um, as well as an A virus and a B virus, I believe. Um, and this is taken from information from the preceding year's uh, diseases. Okay, so that's very and interesting. I'd just yeah. like to add something in terms of the vaccine this sure. year and the viruses that they've seen. Um, as of the first week in uh, January 2013, most of the um, influenza viruses that have been analyzed at the, at the CDC, to be exact, 91%, are actually alike the viruses that... Um, were included in the 2012-2013 uh, influenza vaccine. Okay. So that's a pretty good match. Yeah, that means it's a it's a good match this year. So yes. 60%, mm -hmm. although you think, oh, that's not that great. That's, that's a good that's percentage. That's a very good percentage. Oh, yes. yes. Okay, great. Um, uh, question real quick. Um, who should get the flu shot? Should kids get the flu shot? If so, what's the youngest age they should? Uh, we hear elderly should. Um, I know probably your answer is everyone should. But what is the, <laughs> what is the youngest and is there an oldest? The recommendation by the Center for Disease Control is that anyone above the age of six months mm. should get the influenza vaccine. Wow. Um, and they can go up to, uh, you know, any age. Um, in the past, they, the, the recommendation was for a later uh, age, but now they've, they've, since the past couple of years, they've lowered the age requirement to six months. So... For this, those people who are taking care of the children who are the, the infants who are less than six months, they're highly recommended that they get the influenza vaccine because the, those babies are not being protected. Okay. And that they would go to their pediatrician. Correct. Uh, at your practice, what is the youngest you treat? 18. 18. Okay. Just making sure of that. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I do the flu shot or I don't get the flu shot, but I get the flu. So what is the treatment for the flu? I get it, unfortunately. What's the treatment? Well, uh the flu is an influenza virus, so the treatment is an antiviral. An antibiotic works against bacteria, therefore it's not going to do anything for a flu virus. The treatment of choice is Tamiflu um, if we decide that we should treat. However, there's specific requirements before you decide that you can treat. First of all, it's determining what is the likelihood that this is the flu virus that we're dealing with. And for that reason, you need to see your doctor. They might do a nasal swab or wash to try to detect and isolate the flu virus in the uh, nasal mucosa. Um, and they might also add some blood work in order to determine if it's in your, in your bloodstream. Um, and once they have determined just by the nasal swab, actually, or simply by your symptoms and what they feel is the likelihood that you have the flu, if you present to your doctor within 48 hours of the onset of symptoms, um, the likelihood that Tamiflu will help to decrease the symptoms and shorten the duration of your flu virus um, is, is high. However, if you go to your doctor, oh, I've been feeling sick for the past week, and now you decide to go to your doctor, it's probably too late to get Tamiflu, and the risk is not worth the benefit at that point in time. Um, other than antivirals, the general uh, getting enough rest, hydrating, um, and staying home and not spreading the virus to other people is really the general recommendation because the flu virus itself 
isn't necessarily the problem. It's the complications that come from it. Um, the flu virus really decreases your immune system. Um, and what you can end up is, with is, is a severe pneumonia um, or other infection that will might lead to hospitalization. Um, so that's really the risk. That was one of my other uh, questions for you is what are the flu complications? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I didn't ask it yet. But um, so what happens? Yeah, what are these flu complications? Well, one of the biggest complications that we see uh, in terms of uh, the flu is uh, people can end up with pneumonias. Mm. People who have other uh, health conditions, uh, particularly problems with their lungs and with their heart, these are the people that we worry about the most because they are the ones who are most likely to get uh, complications like that. Um, in addition, when people feel very sick with the influence, a lot of times they uh, do not eat very well and they do not drink very well, so they can become very dehydrated. Um, <clears throat> so that's uh, uh, one of the, the concerns that we have. So if you do get in the influenza virus and uh, you are sick and you're not able to keep anything down, uh, it's important that uh, you get in touch with your physician right away. Okay, because I, I did hear on the news that, you know, someone died from the flu. And I, Absolutely. My, my kids were like, Dad, you can die from the flu. And I'm like, I guess. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. Uh, and there's anybody um, can die from, from the influenza. People who are, have other medical conditions uh, are at higher risk. Uh, but the people that we are concerned about the most are any adults who are 65 years of, or, of age or older, pregnant women, children who are less than five years old, and uh, particularly children who are less than two, but also people with other medical conditions such as asthma, COPD, heart disease, diabetes, uh, kidney issues, cancer, uh, cancer uh, neurological problems. These are people that uh, can get very um, compromised from the influenza. Okay. I'd like to add something to that, Tom. Sure. Um, because <clears throat> another thing that we often get in the in the office when we offer the flu vaccine to some of our healthier patients who are coming in for their yearly physical, and they say, "Oh, you know, I eat very healthfully and I exercise regularly and I take my multivitamins. I'm not at risk of getting the flu or flu complications." And that is absolutely not true. Healthy people can also get the flu, and they can also develop serious complications from the influenza. More importantly, I think, is your, your duty to the community um, to not spread the flu. Because you might be healthy, but if you do get the flu and then pass that virus along to someone that is ill, you know, your parent who might have diabetes or heart disease, your cousin who might have uh, psoriasis and is on Humira, which is a uh, immuno, immunomodulator, so it decreases your immune system. These right. other people are all at higher risk than you are, and so if you do develop the, you do get the flu because you didn't get your flu vaccine, and then pass this along to them. You know, you're not completing your your duty to the community to try to stay healthy and protect everyone. Well, that that's incredible advice. So to recap this um, this amazing show and all the information we have, um, get your flu shots. Um, you have flu shots in your office. If you can't find it, you yes, know where to go, everyone. Yes. Um, basically, use proper hand washing and etiquette your mom taught you. Um, use antibacterial soaps and washes when needed. Uh, if you get the flu, uh, bed rest, 
Um, I guess Advil, I hear a lot of people get headaches. Yes, so you, can, you can use over-the-counter um, medications just to help with the symptoms, but just make sure you touch base with your physician first to make sure that you're able to take those medications. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. So uh, again, I'm just going to ask you both to restate your name and where your office is and how everyone can get a hold of you. Sure. I'm Dr. Vanessa Tres Palacios, and our office number is 973-377-4100, and we're located at 83 Hanover Road, Suite 280 in Florham Park. And I am Dr. Sylvia Pinel Villalobos. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you. And again, thank you, everyone. And I will uh, see you or talk to you again next Sunday when we have another great topic. And I will actually be bringing the two of them back and we'll be discussing a new topic. So have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We've truly got your back. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurological Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program.